Sing Second Sports is a ProVision Advisors production. Let us solve your toughest communication problems and leave your team stronger and more capable for the challenges that lie ahead. Visit www.provisionadvisors.net to learn more. Hey, hey, Sing Second Sports fans, welcome to another great episode of the Sing Second Sports Podcast. I'm your host, John Schofield, Villanova fan, Navy fan, Bronco fan, and I personally agreed with the choice to run the clock down and kick the long field goal against Seattle, but what do I know? I'm just a doctor. Joining us is Bill Wagner, um, but with the chill in the air this morning out here in the Maryland area, I think Wags knows that summer surfing, surfing season is coming to a close. So he, Bodie, and Roach are looking for that one last bank to rob. And Chris Cervello is our producer, class of 99, and generally known Navy men's rugby super fan. As everyone knows, it is a much-needed bye week for Navy football. We hope to be 2-0. We expected to be 1-1. Instead, we got 0-2. What are Kenny and the staff doing to adjust this week so the late September visit to East Carolina does not result in an 0-3 record? Wags and I will be at practice this week to talk to players and give you some insight from their perspective, and we'll post that on Instagram. Quiet week this week with just one result as of today, as we record this on September 14th, and that's the men's soccer team. It went down to Longwood and posted a 1-0 shutout over Longwood, thanks to David Jackson's PK at the 54th minute in the second half down in Farmville, Virginia. Jackson's tally and the shutout by sophomore goalkeeper Pierce Holbrook were the main factors in a win that improved the mids to 2-2-2 overall. A good win, and that ends the preseason for OD's boys. So, Chris Cervello, let's start with you. The post-Nocita era is here. Bucknell beckons with the first game of the Patriot League season this coming weekend. What do you expect to see out of this team? Is a Patriot League title in reach? Chris, top of the muffin to you! (laughs) I don't know if it's in reach yet, John. I mean, I've, you know, I've seen some really goods and some not so goods thus far. And I mean, I'll give, um, you know, I'll give them credit. I mean, that's kind of what the pre, you know, league games are about is, Hey, let's see what kind of team we have. Let's see where we have some holes and need to fill Um, probably more holes than OD thought. I I would guess. I mean, we, you know, we talked to him at the beginning of the pod season and, um, I think that if we were to talk to him now, he'd probably say that maybe they have some some more work to do than he originally thought. But I mean, we still have a, a prolific goal scorer in Baba Kali, and they still move the ball really well on offense. I- I'm looking for them in these first couple Patriot League games to play a complete match. I felt like they've played three quarters, two thirds of a game. And, and, you know, we've given up goals late that should have been victories that ended up being draws. So um, I think if they can come out and they can play a full game, they can get a couple wins under their belt, that confidence will come back and they'll they'll start to pick up where they left off last year. Yeah, Chris, I mean, I think what we're looking to see is that next step, that next gear from OD's guys, and, and that is rolling through the schedule. Now, you lost a top of the game performer in the back in Noceda, but 
you know, this is a deep team. They have speed. They've lost some games at the beginning, you know, with some injuries and guys sitting out like Coelho and things like that. But so to start off this Patriot League season on the road up in Lewisburg against a very good Bucknell team, you know, you've got to start off strong before coming back here the next weekend and hosting Colgate. You know, it's right out of the gates against the good ones. You've got to get these wins, um, you know, and, and get yourself ready for the, the thick of the Patriot League season. It's not just going to be about the big game against Army up in Chester, PA on October 7th. You've got to get through this schedule early and get some Ws. Ending the uh, preseason with a win was huge. And now, Chris, let's get to the BZs. The Patriot League announced its weekly cross-country accolades, and Navy runners Elizabeth Sullivan and Mia Claire Kizal were selected as runner and rookie of the week, respectively. The duo helped Navy do a third-place finish at the Penn State Spike Shoe Invitational. Sullivan was Navy's top finisher. She finished 11th overall in the individual competition with a time of 21 minutes and 33 seconds, just one and a half seconds back of the top 10. The senior posted the fastest time in a 6K race of any midshipman this season by 19 seconds. That's a lot of seconds in cross country, ladies and gentlemen. Kazal was the Navy's uh, top freshman finisher at the meet, posting a time of 21 minutes, 54 seconds in the 6K. Her time was the top freshman time for Navy and the sixth best among freshmen at the meet, tops amongst Patriot League competitors. The rookie finished 24th overall. Also, Rob Friedrich, the Tom and Candy Knudsen director of Navy rowing and head coach of the heavyweight team, announced this week that Alex Kincaid has joined the heavyweights coaching staff. Additionally, Ethan Shoemaker, the mid-second year assistant coach, he has been promoted to recruiting coordinator for the program. A talented competitor and coach from the Maryland, D.C. area, Kincaid served as a coxswain for four years with the heavyweight team at Washington College before joining the college ranks as a rowing coach with DeMatha Catholic High School and most recently as head coach at Catholic University. BZ and welcome to Alex and congrats to Ethan Shoemaker on the promotion. And finishing with the BZs this week, the Navy volleyball team closed its pre-Patriot League slate of matches by defeating Notre Dame. That's right, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in four sets on Saturday afternoon down in Norfolk. The match was the first between the teams and Navy's first against a current ACC team in six seasons. The last time the Mids defeated a current ACC team in volleyball was 1981, ladies and gentlemen, when Navy beat Virginia in a match that was only a best of three sets back then. Setter Avery Miller, who surpassed 1,000 assists for her career in the match, was named to the all-tournament team. She averaged 10.8 assists and 2.46 digs over the set. Over the course of the team's five-set loss to ODU, the four-set loss to East Carolina, but then the four-set win over Notre Dame. And joining us today is Avery Miller, Avery is from Phoenix, Arizona. Avery, thank you so much for joining us and tell us about your season so far. It's been a good season so far. Uh, there's been a few tournaments that we've had preseason. Uh, definitely it was great winning against the, the Irish just last Saturday. Big win. Um, definitely coming into the conference play with a good attitude and just geared on to, to beat Army this weekend. So you talked about beating Army. You know, we, we've talked at length on this podcast about the 20 and four record in the star matches last year, mm-hmm. um, that it was such a great you know, feather in the cap for all of these sports. 
how did that make you feel last year? And how does that like motivate you for this year? You dropped a key one to Army. You came back and beat them later in the year. And then you swept them right out of there in the Patriot League tournament. But do you still have kind of some unfinished business with them in your mind in order to get the star? Yeah, definitely. Last year, having the star on the line at our home game with our whole student section, it was tough losing to them. Um, and then coming into the games at, at Gillis towards the end of the season, we were super locked on to win against Army, wanted revenge. And then coming in with the, the tournament to beat Army again, that was a great feeling. So definitely third time's a charm again. So we're coming in to Gillis this Saturday, coming in to win against Army again. Definitely have still have that revenge mindset. I mean, it's a big game no matter what. Army Navy is beat Army is what we say all the time here at the academy. So it's definitely a big game, and we didn't have our plebe year to play them. So this is like second year. Like we still have to do business, get business done. So we're definitely looking to to beat Army this weekend. So speaking of getting business done, I'm probably not making Coach Labrador happy in that I'm making you look beyond Holy Cross. So you know, kind of an interesting roadie here. You've got to play Holy Cross up in Worcester on Friday at 6 p.m. The very next day, you are at Army um, at 6 p.m. So, you know, walk me through a little bit of, of that kind of road trip mentality. You still have to get through Holy Cross before getting Army um, on Saturday night. H how are you going to prepare with that kind of a tight turnaround? We've had a lot of practice with this last year. So it's a long drive up to Holy Cross, as everyone knows. So we're leaving Thursday at noon to go to Holy Cross, beat the Crusaders first. We definitely are coming into that game as, all right, this is the first game of the season. Like, we need to win, need to de debut Navy Volleyball and what we are. So definitely looking to get business done there first and then come to Army the next day and get business done there. So definitely not overlooking the Crusaders. We definitely know we need to win there. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. So Avery, introduce our listeners to how you ended up where you are now. You know, you've just gone over a thousand assists. You're in the brigade of midshipmen. Was this a lifelong dream? Was it always your idea that you wanted to be a Naval Academy midshipman and play volleyball here? Definitely not a lifelong dream. Um, I grew up, my parents, no one was in the military really on my, both sides of my parents. Um, my older brother applied to the Naval Academy, didn't get in, went to Drexel instead. Um, so he kind of introduced me to the, the academy and I got some emails. So I looked into the academy, visited, loved it. Um, I committed this summer after my sophomore year of high school. And um, definitely the reasons for coming and staying are definitely different than what, it, what they say they are. So I think just staying here has been the people. I love the people here. And I'm just really glad I made this, this decision to come here. So as you've evolved, not only as an athlete and as a student, you know, where where are you starting to train your eyes in terms of a career choice? Uh, will it be the Marine Corps? Will it be, you know, maybe surface warfare? We always love surface warfare uh, officers here on this podcast. But what, what are you trying to line up for as you uh, go forward? I'm definitely keeping my options open right now. I don't really have my eyes set on a specific career choice. I still have to take the ASTB to qualify for a Navy pilot. And so I'm definitely looking at Navy pilots, Marine Corps, surface warfare. So 
definitely looking to get more educated on all three of those branches um, this year so I can make a decision next year. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Avery Miller. She just went over a thousand assists. She's in the midst of a great career and the Navy volleyball team is in the midst of what hopefully will be a very big season and a very good season that will start off in the Patriot League on Friday evening up in Worcester, Mass at 6 p.m. against the Crusaders. Avery Miller, so gracious to join us here uh, right in the middle of the class day. Have a great rest of the week and beat Holy Cross and then beat Army over uh, over the weekend. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to break. And when we come back, the very newest varsity sport, the U.S. Naval Academy, women's rugby, we are going to be joined by Coach Mark McCarthy. Talk about how this sport is evolving, what he has to do differently now that it's a varsity sport instead of club. So stick with us. This is Sing Second Sports. All right, Sing Second fans, a few announcements from our friends at the Naval Academy Athletic Association. Three more home games remain for Navy football coming this October. Don't miss any of the excitement in Annapolis this fall. For tickets, call 1-800-US-4-NAVY or visit NavySports.com. And while you're on NavySports.com, be sure to sign up for your basketball season tickets. That's right, Navy men's and women's basketball season tickets are on sale now. Join the Mids at Alumni Hall all season long as they look to build off their exciting 2022 campaigns. In addition, this year, all season ticket holders will be entered to win an authentic Navy football jersey that's the same jersey that they will wear in this year's Army-Navy game. So for tickets, call 1-800-US-4-NAVY or visit NavySports.com. Now back to the pod. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. As promised, Murph McCarthy head coach of Navy Women's Rugby, coming off of pretty good couple of games here. You know, Murph, you've, you've now uh, entered the world of varsity sports, and uh, we were out there against Lander um, the other day. Walk us through what this new feeling is. You know, you've won the national title, doesn't really get much bigger than that, but now you've got to kind of pivot and change to a new varsity sport. What's that been like? Uh, well, there's a lot more in administrative items I'm responsible for, I won't tell you that. Um, you know, you just kind of have to map everything out uh, as far as the training plans and competitions, you know, because there's, uh, you know, people just assimilate NCAA with uh, college. But um, the key thing is, is there's a lot of rules and regulations and compliance stuff. Uh, that go with it. So that's been new, uh, not my favorite part, but um, it's been a ton of fun. You know, they, the, the, the program has looked forward to being a varsity program for a long time, uh, and now it's here, and the, there's clearly something special in the air. You could feel it out there on Saturday. Like, it was, it was a big crowd there. Everybody was all fired up. Uh, uh, both programs came out and played really well. Um, so it's been really exciting. Um, as far as the support, like there's there's more people um, in an NAAA and Ricketts Hall that are doing stuff on behalf of Navy rugby. Where before we were kind of alone and unafraid, uh, you know, doing lots of stuff behind the scenes. Now there's a ton more support. Uh, so far, so good. So you know, I know Chris Cervello wants to ask a couple of questions here, but you know, we were talking to Rob Dunn during the you know, shut out the bageling of Lander over the weekend. And, you know, what he was mentioning was, yeah, I mean, a lot of the differences from going from club to varsity, 
you know, involve recruiting and the and the interaction with the admissions uh, department. You know, what's that been like? You know, do you now feel like you can get better players? You can go out. You have a recruiting budget. You have a travel budget. Or you know, where the devil is always in the details and stuff like this. Where do you think this evolution to varsity? will really help you in the end? Will it be through more administrative help, more budgeting, both? Uh, well, I think the uh, administrative help and the budgeting certainly are going to help. Um, what I am most fascinated with is uh, the recruiting piece. You know, because we, you know, we're, we're kind of organic. Like, we're built from, <laughs> we're built from locally grown, you know, athletes. You know, everybody that's on our team is a former I mean, something. Former soccer player, they played lacrosse for a while, uh, field hockey, whatever. Uh, we've even got some uh, recovering swimmers with us. But now that we can have people come in that have five, six, seven years of rugby experience, um, I anticipate that being a little bit of a game changer. Um, because there's, you know, we always say, and actually um, General Whistler came out to practice yesterday, and he's like, who's the second best team in the nation? the B-side for the team that won the whole thing, because that's how good they get you. Um, so as we get these, uh, as we are able to get some recruited athletes in here, you know, as freshmen and sophomores, they are going to up the ante on getting the top side better. And as soon as they're ready to play, you know, at the highest level, obviously that's going to be a significant uh, change uh, for the better on, you know, the level of play and how far we can go. Hey Murph, thanks for joining us again. Congratulations on uh, last year's championship and on uh, going varsity this year. Um, can you talk a little bit for those like me that aren't as familiar with the sport? I mean, we talk about the physical mission. Uh, boy, there's not a more physical sport than rugby in terms of what, what your players have to uh, to do to be competitive on the pitch. Can you talk about, you know, the physical nature of the sport and, you know, the adjustment maybe that, that you know, now while it's organic, the mids have to make, you know, getting used to rugby and then, you know, kind of where you see the sport going in the future? Well, as far as like the physical aspects or uh, prerequisites, um, there's a lot of fitness involved. Where, where Navy is really good is we are fit. Like we are going to be almost um, as potent in the first five minutes as the last five minutes. Like that, that's a key part of it. That's a big adjustment for some people when they first come to rugby. Um, and then there's, you know, the, the contact part of it. You know, there's not that many contact sports and, you know, a, a lot of parents as they're raising kids keep them away from the contact sports if they can. So then you've got to kind of face that music. Okay, do I want to be running almost as fast as I can and go tackle somebody? Do I want to be running almost as fast as I can and have, you know, three uh, large humans wearing another jersey uh, tackling me? So that's there, there's a transition there. There's... Um, Every once in a while, you'll have a unicorn, somebody that'll pick it up right away. That's like, okay, you want me to go tackle that person? Bam! Uh, and they right good at it right off the bat. But there's also the technique part. Um, 
we call them laws in rugby, and most of the laws are for safety of the game and speed of the game to keep the flow of the game going. Um, you have to do a number of things when you tackle somebody in rugby, and then those things keep us from injury. So you've got to have like the the will, the enthusiasm uh, to go, you know, into the physical contact, and then you got to be coachable so we can coach you how to do it correctly. You know, because the the more you the quickly you figure out how to do it correctly, the less time you're going to spend in the training room. Uh, in the training room, you know, does not get you more minutes on the pitch unfortunately so the the physical part some people take to it more quickly than others um but it's if you stick around even if you're just watching and you see what's going on in the pitch and you still want a piece then you're probably right uh, you stick around for your own personal evolution to get to that level where you can actually uh wear the jersey in competition uh, as far as the sport you know, it's the it's the fastest growing sport in the U.S. It being in the Olympics has been huge. Um, the World Cup, women's and men's, coming to the U.S. is going to be even bigger. Um, and like I said, once people kind of get their head wrapped around the laws of the game and how it makes it safer than American football, yep, that's what I just said. There's less injuries in rugby than there is American football, despite we don't wear any pads. Uh, I think it's going to do a ton to grow the game uh, in the U.S. I'll throw it back to John here in a sec, but I mean, it has been, we, we've been out there the last two weeks. We watched the men uh, the week before, as John mentioned, and then last week we watched the women. And it, it is an exciting game. I'm not telling you something that you don't already know. You've grown up around this. You've devoted your whole life to it. But for sports fans that, you know, maybe haven't seen a rugby match or haven't seen a Navy rugby match, get over there and watch it. I mean, it is really exciting because of all three of the things that you uh, you discussed. Uh, I mean, you know, our, our folks kind of run circles around their competition uh, and it, it's pretty exciting to watch them hit. John has mentioned on the podcast before, we all remember that first time we went into the boxing ring as a plebe and we got hit in the mouth. I can't imagine what it's like being a, a young man or woman the first time you get hit on the rugby pitch. It's got to be eye-opening uh, for for them. Um, and it certainly is eye-opening for, for us in the audience. So thanks for what you're doing. And uh, I, I hope that you guys have continued success. You bet. No, I appreciate it. And yeah, uh, you're not telling me anything that I already know. But the only thing else I would pitch is it's at the Brigade Sports Complex. So you, all you got to do is drive to the golf course, go past the driving range on the left, and then Whoa, this magnificent rugby facility is right there. Uh, people bring their dogs. There's a big crowd. It's to you know, people get there and they're like, this is awesome. I can't believe I've never been here before. And nobody ever comes just once. We always get return uh, spectators because it's just so much fun uh, to watch and be a part of. And it's easy access. You don't have to go uh, to the yard to do it. So it is awesome. One of those moments you're talking about, the first hits happened for one of our plebes uh, this weekend. Uh, Kelsey Bogan, she came Murph, all I, alone and afraid. I mean, that was that was the most uh, – we've tweeted about it. That was the most unbelievable hit. Walk our listeners through this. This was crazy. Yes. So she's out on the wing alone and unafraid, and she's a plebe. And th this uh, – not the biggest girl on the team, but the biggest uh, combined with the best got loose after stealing a, a stealing a ball from us, 
rightly so. It was a good steal. And she got it into fourth gear, and I looked, and I saw Kelsey. I was like, this is either going to be real good or real bad. And she nailed it. She got nice and low, got right in on the leg, boom. And then she popped up, which... You know, considering she's a plebe, this is like graduate level stuff, popped up and got back in the defensive line, and the giant girl she just tackled still had not got up yet. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was one of those moments. Um, I get excited for the, the top side players, the veterans, you know, because they're, they're getting to the highest levels, but I get as, as pumped up for the younger girls when, you know, a lot of times, especially plebes, like you, they give you this look like, they might be in in the room or in the zip code or not, but then when they get on the pitch um, and they make big tackles like that and, and catch good passes and make great passes, it's awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Murph McCarthy, I mean, he's the coach who can walk around campus right now and be like, oh, what's up? I'm a defending national champion, you know, no big deal. Um, but, you know, I, I, I that all the time, by the way. As you should. I mean, I, we're still waiting to get the T-shirts made for you. It'll be sponsored by Sync Second Sports. It'll say national champion on the front and kind of a big deal on the back. But uh, we all know that you're that. And thank you for what you're doing uh, for your alma mater and for women's rugby. And ladies and gentlemen, women's rugby gets to experience their first road trip as a varsity sport when they go up to scenic Denville, New Jersey. I mean, if you haven't seen Denville in September, you're missing out as they play the American International College. By the way, that sounds like made up, like Eddie Murphy coming to America. But I guess it's the American International College, Murph. Good luck on the road trip. Good luck the rest of the season. And we can't wait to have you back on. Thanks, John. You're the man. Thanks for having me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Coach Murph McCarthy. We wish him good luck on this weekend's road trip up to New Jersey. We are going to go to break. And when we come back, we will take this baby out. And this is Sing Second Sports. This podcast and all of our efforts to support it are not possible without the support of our sponsors. First and foremost, thank you to Scott Shooter, realtor and crew in Annapolis. Scott is the best of the best in Annapolis if you need a home. If you're PCSing to or from Annapolis, Scott is your man. Thank you to Academy Securities and Navy football alum Phil McConkey. Speaking of football alums, thank you to Tom Lynch and New Day USA Mortgage. If you're a veteran in need of a mortgage, you should be using New Day USA, period. Thank you to Scott Melamed and ProMD Health. Do you have crow's feet? Has your skin aged because of the sun exposure Ava Marie and I were talking about earlier in this podcast? ProMD Health in Annapolis has you covered. And thank you so much to Dry 85 and Red Red Wine Bar in Annapolis. We are entering football season, so if you need a drink before your reunion, if you need to check out the best burger in Annapolis, if you'd like just a great glass of wine before you head out on the town, Dry 85 and Red Red Wine Bar on Main Street in Annapolis are your places to hit. And now back to the pod. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And, it's, and we are really excited about the 2022-2023 sports season getting underway. And the real sign of that reaching steady state where it really gets exciting, where is when you get that first competition against a service academy and the first sport at the Naval Academy to play one of our sister services is water polo. Coach Louis Nicolau and the water polo team fly out to Colorado Springs and take on the U.S. Air Force Academy out there. Joining us is Louis Nicolau. Number one, Coach, thanks for uh, coming back on the podcast. Number two, walk us through the season so far up to this point where you're leaving for Colorado Springs. Oh, thanks, John, for having, a, having me. Um, 
you know, we've, we've had a good start to the season. I like to have had a couple more wins. Obviously we've had some, some close ones, some, honestly, we, we've, we've stolen some games. We shouldn't have won maybe, but we've also lost a couple games. Definitely won on Sunday that we had a chance to win. That was disappointing, but this is our preseason. It's a chance for us to give some guys some playing time and, and honestly, it's, it's, it's a returning squad that we had from last year other than a few pieces. So it's just trying to get better every day and figure out what's, what's going to be the 10 or 12 guys we go with come, December, come November. So, Coach, you guys are the quintessential road warriors. I, I mean, the schedule is just ridiculous. Um, so far this year, you, you hosted the number one team in the country. You started off the season at home at Lejeune. And it was awesome. You got to see what you were like against number one Cal. You got to steal, um, you know, some wins here early on, particularly against Santa Clara up there in Princeton. But now you've gone from traveling to Princeton. You're going to Colorado. Then you go to California this coming weekend to play USC, Occidental, and San Jose State. After a couple of games at home, you go to Morgantown. You go to New York. So a lot of miles logged for a lot of California kids. Do you have some of those kids pretty excited about coming back home to California over the weekend? Well, first of all, have you been talking to my wife? Because we had the same discussions at home. <laughs> hey, you're on life. the road a lot, you know. I mean, you're you're a very you're a very attractive individual. People want you around. Well, thank you. That, that, you know, thank you for stating the obvious. But um, I get this at home all the time. My travel now every year is different, you know. And um, we don't control the league schedule, and this just happens that we're on the road more. As far as California, sure, our guys are thrilled. And I think they're even more thrilled. You know, we're trying to make this Air Force game happen every year. Air Force came to us last year, so they've kind of put the ball on our court. And now we're going to them. And we haven't been to Air Force, I can't remember when. For me, it's been over 30 years. So we're excited for this trip. Um, I firmly believe early in the year the only way we get better is playing teams that are better than us. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, sometimes we, we lose some tough games, but – it only make us that much stronger come uh, November. You know, we, we don't get to play all summer like a lot of these California schools and get all these games in. So to have this rough, tough September should help us with, uh, with league play. Part of your road warrior uh, season also brought you away from home this past weekend when you went up to Princeton. Not really a big weekend for you, just the class of 92 reunion. So you got to take part in a little bit of that. Uh, before you got on the road, but what was it like to, uh, you know, kind of be around your classmates, particularly those really upstanding individuals like Dave Lillifloor and Christy Munley, people of that ilk? Well, you're, you're digging deep here, aren't you? Um, you know, it's, I got to experience my 25th, which is awesome. And, you know, as we get older, it just becomes more nostalgic. And uh, it's so great to see our classmates, my classmates. And I got some classmates doing very well, despite the ones you just mentioned. Um, but no, I was a bummer missing it, but the reality is, uh, we had games to play and Christian Munley kind of screwed me the game. You know, I thought reunions would be in October during homecoming weekend. We discussed this a year ago and she let me down. I'm used to being let down by the Munley family. Between it's, it's her and her husband. mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, yeah. Matt and her are kind of, it's all about themselves. So it's, um, I got shafted, but it is what it is, but I did get to see a few of them and it was fun. And. I know my wife participated Saturday and she had a great time and seeing Tom Shanley and a bunch of old classmates. Um, it's all good. Well, we uh, look forward to seeing you in the lily pad in uh, October to make up for the time that you lost really quick before we go out. 
Um, you know, we talked to your uh, co-captain uh, Will Clark the other day. You've got a you've got a great group of seniors. You've got a great group of athletic underclassmen. You know, what's it like for you? You've you've now logged enough time, not only as a coach on the D1 level, you know, but as a coach back here at your alma mater. What's it like seeing these young men grow as leaders and as men who go out and do great things, particularly in the special warfare community, which, you know, has a lot of water polo alumni? What's it like watching the maturation of these athletes, you know, under the rigors of the Naval Academy system? Honestly, I, I couldn't be prouder. I think it's one of the main reasons why we decided to come back here as a family is you know, I couldn't serve again. And as I got older, it became more nostalgic for me and, and being around these young men and women and, and my guys and, and knowing what they're facing and watching them mature. And yeah, we're playing water polo and it's exciting. And yeah, we got to play air force for Thursday and you know, it's USC Saturday, but at the end of the day, these, these young men and women are going to go lead our country in, in, in service in the military. And um, to be a small part of that, and then watch these guys mature and, and develop into amazing leaders and, and just try to create an environment that's fun, that's competitive, and knowing that come November, we're going to be in the mix for a championship and um, just enjoying the ride. You know, I tell our guys all the time, it's all about having fun. And the key to having fun is winning. So if we, if we can continue to win and, and be competitive, um, this is a small part of their life in, in the big scale of things. And, uh, it's just exciting to be a part of it and, and, and be a part of these guys' lives. Well, we're excited to bring everyone the, uh, the action, the results from the trip out to Air Force on Thursday, and then the results from the weekend trip up there to NoCal. Um, lastly, as we go out, you did have, um, you have something to play for against Air Force other than the pride of being the first, uh, first team to beat a service academy this uh, sports year. You know, what's the name of the vase? What are you playing for? And what's the history here? I think the name's going to be the Freedom Vase, and I really don't know the history other than my first year back four years ago. This vase showed up at our game, and I guess somebody created a vase for this this game. And um, so, yeah, we, we lost it last year, and we're hoping to regain it this year, and that's the goal. Um, you know, these are our brothers, our sisters. Obviously, it's, a, it's another service academy. And let's be honest, you know, I have all the respect for Air Force in the world, and you know, as a, as a former alum of Navy, and you know, every successful community, whether it's business, pro sports, wouldn't be successful without a great, great support staff. So we're really excited that, you know, we're really proud of all the support Air Force gives us in the military and, you know, how, how much we could not do without the support of the Air Force. And we wouldn't be a great organization in the Navy if we didn't have Air Force supporting us and manning those cargo planes and all that kind of stuff. So that's my little... Um, trash talk on Navy as an alum, <laughs> on Air Force as an alum. Um, but we're uh, excited to bring this back here and uh, just, you know, again, go out and compete and see what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a perfect place to end it. Uh, again, come on out and support Water Polo when they return home after all of the Road Warrior stuff. Uh, they'll be home on Sunday, October 2nd uh, at the Scott Natatorium. They'll be playing Wagner as they'll be in the thick of shit. They'll be back home on September 22nd. That's a Tuesday night at Scott Natatorium. They'll be playing Mount St. Mary's. So definitely come see them when they're off the road. It's a great team. It's exciting to watch. Coach, good luck on the road trip, and we can't wait to have you back on. We are going to go to break, and when we come back, we will take this baby out and tell you what's coming up on the horizon. This is Sing Second Sports. 
All right, fans, one final set of announcements from our friends at the Naval Academy Athletic Association. Building on our soccer and volleyball conversation, the Navy men's soccer team returns to Glen Warner Saturday, September 24th for a 3 p.m. matchup with Colgate. We will have plenty of activities for the kids in attendance with the first 150 kids receiving a free superhero cape. Then stick around after the game as the team will be hosting its annual Meet the Mids autograph session. We look forward to seeing you at Glen Warner for more Navy men's soccer action throughout the season. And now on to volleyball. Navy volleyball returns to Wesley Brown Fieldhouse September 24th and 25th for its first home conference matches of the season. Be sure to stick around after the game on Saturday the 25th as the team will be hosting post-game autographs. So what a weekend that'll be in Annapolis. Be sure to catch the men's soccer team at 3 p.m. on September 24th, and then you can catch volleyball on both the 24th and 25th. Now back to the pod. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. So let's talk about what's coming up this weekend. It is going to be a very busy weekend, despite the fact that football is on a bye. Who loves Navy football buys? That's right. Back from robbing the bank with Roach and Bodie uh, in Ocean City is our own Johnny Utah surfing legend, Bill Wagner. Wags, all right, you've had some time to digest the 0-2 start for football. We know that you and the Navy football podcast broke that down. What are you looking forward to this week? Other than the football bye, what are you looking for from Navy sports? Well, John, I happened to be over at the Naval Academy golf course yesterday for a round, and I found out that the new head coach will be arriving next week. Um, so Pat Owen coached the team in the Doc Gimler Opa up in New York, and that was technically his final stand as coach, and that the new coach arrives next week. So that'll be uh, interesting. He'll get welcomed to the yard, and Pat is going to mentor him and kind of goes, uh, he has minimal familiarity with the Naval Academy and all of what it's about. So it's going to be important for Pat to mentor him. And then two big invitationals, the Joe Hunt invite for men's tennis. And I know it's fall and it's not the official season for tennis, but Joe Hunt holds a very special place in Navy history as a Navy Naval Academy graduate, former Navy tennis player who played in the U S open, which is remarkable. So the Joe Hunt invite is always special. And then of course for cross country, the Navy invitational. And I know, Eddie Mullen and his golfing group uh, must they must move their their Friday gathering to the morning because the invitational is being held Friday afternoon. So they're grumbling. But uh, it was interesting, John, while we were out there on the course, uh, we got to number 18 and the women's cross country team was dominating 18. I mean, it was play through. Uh, when we're not running around here and, you know, Justin Mullen said something interesting. He said that someone's asked what it's like to be a member at the Naval Academy golf club. And he said, just always know that you are always a guest at that golf club. And it's true because you see all sorts of Naval Academy activities going on. Most notably, that is the home course for the cross country team. That's where they practice. And they set up shop on number 18 and we're doing all going through all their various drills. And, you know, they, they do laps and then take rests and uh, cool downs. And, you know, 
it was very strange to just basically play through the women's cross country team at the end of our round, but that's the way it is. But good luck to the cross country teams in the Navy Invitational. Always want to do well in your own Invitational. Well, Wags, I'll forgive that one-time dalliance of even mentioning a University of Virginia lacrosse player on this podcast. I will forgive you only because I love Justin Mullen. And yes, Eddie Mullen and I and the rest of the RMG will have to move up our regularly scheduled Friday afternoon times to the morning. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, I have personally almost killed a member of the women's cross-country team with that very typical Chris Cervello has been a witness to this come up over the top absolutely dead hook one left and almost take off some girl's head who's trying to get like negative splits on her run. That's a super fun time. I can speak from experience. Chris, how, how humbling, how humbling is that though? Uh, whether, you, you know, Wags, you mentioned 18, John, we tend to see them on, I guess it's 14 when we play, how humbling yep. is it? You're on the back struggling to keep it together, sweating your butt off. Oh, by the way, riding in a golf cart, um, maybe two or three beers into your round, even on the back. And you're watching these young men and women tear it up, you know, you know running uh, intervals. Um, boy, you, you feel pretty old watching that. So uh, in, in addition to a tough course, uh, it is a true reminder of the physical mission and how some of us have, you know, can see that mission in, in our rear view uh, when you're out there watching the, the cross country team. Oh, for sure. Like when they are rolling through 14, it's like being in the Rift Valley in Kenya. Like, I mean, it is like a run fest and we're there trying to like make sure I don't make six on 14. That's super fun. Really enjoy that part. So, yeah, I mean, well, Chris, let's let's end it with you before I give the uh, the calendar of events. What are you looking forward to this week? For me, it is the first Patriot League matches for soccer, but we have a lot going on. Hopefully this weekend starts with a big water polo win against the hated Air Force Academy. But what are what's on your uh, radar? You know, looking forward to the team, the football team, you know, getting a little bit healthier, getting some time off, getting into their playbook. So I'm interested in, you know, what WAGs will will share uh, in the Capitol a- after watching some practice. I know you're going out there uh, this week and are, are going to interview a few players for, for Instagram. Um, I, I too, am looking forward to, you know, watching soccer uh, in, in the Patriot league. And then um, I'm going to watch the Villanova uh, army game. Um, so ho- hoping that army starts out zero and three against your uh, Villanova Wildcats. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, a weekend to take a deep breath and, and refocus and then kind of see where the team is, uh, as they head down to, uh, East Carolina. Yeah. If it weren't for uh, temple parents weekend, I would be up at Mikey stadium with my, uh, degenerate Villanova classmates rooting against army, which is something I'm fairly good at. Um, so let's go through the rest of the schedule. Uh, Wags mentioned tennis, uh, in addition to the Joe Hunt, um, here in Annapolis, women's tennis and a, a section of the men's team will compete in the Milwaukee Tennis Classic uh, Friday through Sunday. So they get a road trip to scenic Milwaukee in September. That's going to be fun. Uh, volleyball, as we talked about with Avery Miller, is at Holy Cross um, up in Worcester at 6 p.m. on Friday before the big uh, match against Army on Saturday at West Point. Uh, men's and women's cross country are going to be hosting that Navy men's Im- or hosting the Navy Invitational, as Wags was talking about. While women's soccer hosts defending Patriot League champ Bucknell, 7 p.m. under the lights, Glen Warner Friday night. I expect to see a lot of people there. Saturday, offshore sailing. They'll be hosting the Hospice Cup and they'll be competing for the Shields Trophy in Annapolis Saturday and Sunday all day. 
while intercollegiate sailing compete in the Faye Bennett MAISA women's single hands and the Chesapeake Invitational in Annapolis all day Saturday and Sunday as well. Good luck to you sailors. Nadia and the women's golf team will compete in the Nittany Lion Invitational uh, on the Penn State Blue Course, which sounds very regal, like it's Beth Page. Uh, that'll be Saturday and Sunday. Uh, good luck to Nadia and Kylie and women's golf as they go on the road up to Penn State. Men's rugby, the the fighting Gavin Hickey's uh, host Mount St. Mary's at 11 a.m. up there at Greenberry Point. Check that out. And as we said in our interview with Murph, his team go to Denville, New Jersey to take on the American International College at 11 a.m. Uh, water polo, as Louie was talking about, they'll be in California after the game against uh, the Air Force Academy Thursday. They play USC and Occidental uh, at 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. respectively Saturday and then play San Jose State Sunday at 12.15. And men's soccer is at Bucknell in Lewisburg at 6 p.m., on Saturday. Good luck to men's and women's soccer as they kick off the Patriot League seasons. Good luck to water polo. Good luck to the sailors. Good luck to volleyball. Good luck to all the athletes as they go into this weekend of competition. Wags, Chris, and I will be back next week. That's it, folks. Until that next week, have a great weekend. Beat Army. We're out. Thoughts and opinions expressed on this pod are our own and don't represent the views of the Naval Academy Athletic Association, the United States Naval Academy, or any organization for that matter. Play-by-play calls from the Navy Radio Network are used in the opening of the show and from time to time will be part of podcast segments.